From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It's a great joy today to have the privilege to be here on this radio station, and I thank you for joining us. We appreciate our friends out across North America and around the world who listen to us day by day, five days a week. We're just delighted for the privilege we have to do that. And I do hope, some of you that are just getting acquainted with us, that you'll check us out on our website at swordofthelord.com. And lots of good things on the website there for you. And I'm happy to give you a sample copy of our Sword of the Lord newspaper. I think you'll find it very, very helpful. And I'll give you the address at the end of the broadcast today about where you can write. Let me go ahead and announce this weekend, I'm scheduled to be at the Oakwood Baptist Church in Flowery Branch, Georgia. And that's in the suburbs of Atlanta, kind of the northeast suburbs. And I hope that you'll plan to be there. I'll be with them Sunday and Monday Got a conference going on that week, and I'll be on in the Monday night service as well. So we look forward to that and trust that you will be with us at Oakwood Baptist in Flowery Branch, Georgia. And don't forget, our men's conference is coming up at the SWORD headquarters November 11 and 12. Check that out on the website. Now, we've been finishing up our studies in the book of Philippians. For several weeks, we've been looking at the highlights and the context of those highlights in this four-chapter book of Philippians. Now, today, I want us to continue what we started yesterday, highlighting the highlights, because I've just wanted to summarize the things that we've looked at so that we don't miss a thing. So today, we're starting in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 2, where it talks about us being alert to the dangers that there are in the world today, as every Christian goes about his or her business in serving the Lord, there are certain dangers to avoid. And that verse is the one that says, beware, beware, beware. And it's telling us to be warned in the process that there are enemies. There are folks who will come advocating things that they do not need to advocate, but yet they will try to sell it very persuasively. They will do everything they can to get good people, solid people, off the track, get them sidetracked so that they're no longer fruitful in the service of the Lord. I mean, if you get out on the highway, you get out on the freeway somewhere, and there are bridges to cross, there are rivers and other bodies of water, and you have to cross those. If somebody puts a sign up that says the bridge is not safe, or if there's some other kind of uh, jeopardy that is developing along the highway, you need to know that. You need to be aware of whatever dangers there are, whatever snares there may be in the process of your journey, you certainly need to be aware of that. And Christians sometimes, I don't mean to be critical here, but I'm just simply saying Christians sometimes have a bad case of naivete, and their naivete puts them in danger because they're not willing to acknowledge the presence of what he here calls dogs and evil workers and the concision. These dangers are very real. They are so real, in fact, that if you let them run the course that they want to run, if you let them have their way, they're going to do you substantial damage. And so, once again, 
just looking at the highlights where we are and summarizing what we've looked at here over these days as we've looked at the book of Philippians. We need to remember everything is not peaches and cream. There are times when you need to be on high alert, and that's what he's telling us right here. Now, let's look also in chapter 3 at verses 13 and 14. This one, basically, if I could use two words to describe what he's telling us here, when he says, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If I could use two words, it would simply be press on. There's a verse in the letters to Timothy that says, continue. And that's exactly what every one of us need to remember. Whatever the circumstances, whatever the difficulties of the day, whatever adversaries hurl themselves at us, whatever discouragements may come and approach you, you and I need to simply keep walking the walk. We need to keep running the race. We need to stay in the saddle, as we say, and not let anything throw us off the pace that we are setting as we serve the Lord. This passage says a lot of things in the past you just need to forget. And many, many Christians are so overwrought by the difficulties of their past. I mean, sometimes just gross sins that they were involved in, and the memory of it stalks them. The memory of it just burdens them sometimes more than they can stand. And what he's saying here is, Put it all in the past. Get God's forgiveness. Just luxurate yourself in God's goodness and God's grace and go forward from here. The fact is, everybody has a past. For a lot of people, it can be very, very ugly past. But however ugly that past may be, all of us are sinners, and we all need the forgiveness of God. We all need the grace of God. We all need the patience and the loving care that God can give us. And whenever you have that memory that wells up within you about some sordid thing that happened in the past. Listen, don't let the devil beat you down with that. Don't let him destroy your confidence. Don't let him put you into the pit of despair. Don't let him bring discouragement and just beat on you with it. Do not let that happen, dear friend. I'm just telling you, God's good. God's grace is abundant. God's goodness is overwhelming. And you and I have the opportunity to have access to that, If number one, if we're saved. If we will let the Lord have us and we trust him and we receive his salvation, and then day by day, if we will simply walk in the way that we ought to walk with the Lord and serve him and let him have charge of our life, he will bless beyond anything that we ever deserve and beyond anything probably that we've ever imagined. And what he's telling us in these two verses is, put the past behind, look to the future, and just press toward it. Don't let the devil destroy you. And look forward to the time when there will be the receiving of the rewards in heaven because you have picked up from where you are and begun to serve the Lord. And whenever you think about the past, just remember, when God forgives you, the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. And remember also that he promises if you'll live for him, If you'll serve him, he will reward you. He will graciously give you precious rewards at the judgment seat of Christ one day. And so 
We just need to press on. Remember what we're doing here now? We're talking about highlighting the highlights, being sure we've got this down, being sure we understand these great concepts, and looking at the very choice pieces of this book of Philippians. Here's one more that we'll look at today. This will be the two verses right at the end of the chapter, verses 20 and 21 in Philippians chapter 3. These two verses say, Our conversation is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. So what are we looking at here? Well, if I can use three words here, I'm just going to say to you, Jesus is coming. And we need to remember that every single day. We need to have that in our mind, and remember that one of these days, the Savior is coming. Heaven's trumpet will sound, and everything on this earth is going to be mightily impacted by the rapture, by the coming of the Lord Jesus, and by his gathering up of all of those who have been saved, their bodies buried in the dust and in the ground, in the sea, wherever that they are. He's going to resurrect those bodies, and everybody that's died in Christ is going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, And the Bible says then, those that are alive and on the earth and have been saved, they are in Christ, they too are momentarily going to be caught up, and they're going to go up to meet the Lord in the air. And the Bible says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. And this passage right here in Philippians 3 tells us, we have an entitlement. We have an ownership. Well, what is that? We have a place set aside for us in heaven. That is reserved for us, and so we have much to look forward to, and we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus, who will see to it that every single one of his children wind up in heaven. And you say, well, this body that I live in, I've got aches and pains. I've got things that just bother me. I've had surgeries and so on and so forth. Well, remember, verse 21 says that when he comes, he will change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. And that's why later in the Bible, in the Revelation, it tells us there's coming a day when there'll be no more pain, no more death, no more sorrow, no more all of that that has really troubled us throughout the years of this life. This old sin-cursed world brought pain to us because of sin. And that pain, that heartache, the disease, all of the things that have troubled us all along the way, all of that's going to be over and done. And whenever we get to heaven, there's not going to be any of that. And the body that we live in is going to be glorified so that we will be free of all the stress that all of that stuff has brought to us. And he says it very clearly. He'll change our vile body like unto his glorious body. And he will do that. He is working that out. He will make that work. And he can do that because he is able to subdue all things unto himself. And let me emphasize once again this little phrase, he is able. You cannot overstate the omnipotence of God. That is the all-powerful nature of the great creator God. You cannot overstate that. I mean, there is no way to comprehend just what it is that God is able to do because, I mean, he who spoke worlds into existence, he who has created everything and sustains it by his mighty power, that is absolutely more than our minds can grasp. 
You know, we have that big uh, new telescope these days, the web that they've got online now, and it's bringing back pictures of so many things from far distant places and uh, out in the universe and beyond. And folks, let me tell you something. There is so much out there that testifies to the almightiness of God. And whenever you and I contemplate that, we look at that. I mean, this little phrase, he is able, it's easy for us to mouth it. It's easy for us to take it in. Sometimes it's a little difficult with our sinful hearts. It's a little difficult sometimes for us to acknowledge that the way we ought to acknowledge it. But the fact is, we need to do more than just mouth that. It needs to be the testimony of our heart that day by day we just say, Whatever's happening, whatever difficulty is going on in our world, whatever heartache, I mean war, whatever is going on in our world, the Lord God is able. And whenever you are thinking about who you are, what you've been, and the sinful life maybe that you have lived in the past, whenever you get to thinking about all of that and you say, how do I get out of this? Well, the God who is able to put worlds into existence is able to take sinful human beings, men and women, boys and girls, And whatever sin they've committed in their life, he is able to forgive that. He is able to change them, convert them, to make something of them that they could never make of themselves. And that's why it's so important for us to see these great concepts here and to get ourselves in the position where we're right with God so that we can be looking for the Lord. We can be anticipating his coming. We can be excited about the fact that one of these days, heaven's horn's going to sound and he will gather us up and take us home to heaven with him. That's exciting. It's thrilling. And it's all a part of what is laid out here in these passages and these great highlights in the book of Philippians. And I tell you, we just thank the Lord that we've got the information so that we can talk about it. We can anticipate the goodness of God and what all he is doing and will do for us in the future. Now, Tomorrow, I think we'll be able to conclude this highlighting the highlights, and I trust that you'll join me at that time. In the meantime, do check us out on our website, and if you'd like to have a sample copy of our newspaper, which I would love to send to you, The Sword of the Lord is a tremendous publication, and I think it'll be helpful to you. So write me a note, let me know, and here's the address. Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. I'll look forward to hearing from you, and I hope you'll do it today. So God bless you. Have a good rest of the day now, and I'll look forward to being back here with you tomorrow. Until that time, goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.